0: This is the sermon from Rev. Dr. Bob John, pastor of Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. We hope you are blessed with this message today. If you are seeking a church family, we are located at 242 Boston Road. Our worship services are at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. May God bless you and your family this day and give you peace.
1: Good morning, today's Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 through 17 which can be found on your, in your pew Bible on page 3 in the New Testament. Please stand if you're able. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would, be, would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he had come up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and, saw, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Be to God. Would
0: you pray with me. Let the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be accepted in Thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and the Redeemer. Amen. When it comes to baptism. There are many ways to celebrate it based on different theologies and different traditions of the churches. In the Baptist Church, it's customary to immerse people in water completely. How many of you have been baptized that way? Um, in the Orthodox Church, they yeah do the same. They immerse people in the water, but three times, symbolizing the Trinity. As you know, in the Methodist and other mainland churches, we sprinkle or pour water. Throughout my ministry, I thought that I had seen all kinds of baptisms until a couple years ago, when I saw the news of a Catholic priest in Tennessee doing the baptism in the pandemic style, using a water gun to baptize a little baby. (laughs) Thankfully, according to the Catholic news, it was a staged picture meant to be funny. The water in the water gun was not holy water, and the water was squirted not at the baby, but at the father. (laughs) Well, in today's reading, we hear that Jesus appeared at the Jordan River and came to John the Baptist, who was baptizing people. John was shocked to see Jesus because he thought he was not worthy to baptize him. So, John tried to stop Jesus and said, I cannot baptize you, sir. Instead, it should be you who baptizes me. Baptism is meant for the sinners, as taught by Saint Augustine. Why did Jesus come for baptism, the one who is without sins? Douglas Eyre, a New Testament scholar, comments this way. He says, Jesus willingly came for baptism because of his solidarity with sinners. He says, The one who will save his people from their sins must consecrate himself to his vocation by joining the sinful multitude in the waters of Jordan. In other words, even though he is the son of God, he takes first step on the road to Calvary by being baptized in the water just as we do. By being incarnated and baptized, Jesus stands in solidarity with us in knowing what it's like to be us, what it's like to suffer hunger, pain and sorrow. He understands what it feels like to be betrayed by those we love and heartbroken by them. He understands what it's like to be us. He knows our temptations as he was tempted in the wilderness. He knows our loneliness, as his disciples and friends abandoned him in fear. He stands in solidarity with us. When Jesus was baptized, And came up from the water, the heavens opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove on him. And the voice from the heavens said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. God calls Jesus the Beloved. Beloved, what a wonderful word to hear from another person. In 2008, I was taking a preaching class at the seminary, and you know it was my turn to preach that day. I do not remember what I preached about or what text I preached from. But after the class, my classmate came to me, and she wanted to hug me. And she said, you called us beloved. You are the first person who ever sat in the pulpit in my life, and can I give you a hug, please? And I was puzzled by what she said. I did not even know where that word came from. But I realized later that I intuitively adopted the word from Union United Method Church, which is in Boston, where I was nurtured and trained as a candidate for ministry and seminarian. The senior pastor, Martin McAley, always called and addressed the congregation. And he said, you are beloved. As I look back, my my experience with the Union Church, I can see that he was extraordinarily caring to be called beloved, especially when you do not feel loved or respected in your community, in a society. You see, union is a predominantly African American congregation. And many of the people who came to that church still remembered the days of the civil rights movement, racism, and lack of opportunities. So I still remember someone like Bill, Bill who stood among the congregation and gave testimony by saying, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Although people experience denial, ignorance, unjust treatment, or rejection from their society being regarded as nobody, when these people came to the church and knelt before God, they heard God calling them somebody. They heard God calling them my beloved. Henry Nouwen, a Jesuit priest, acknowledges that in our life, we often struggle with who we are. We often feel like we are not beloved children of God. Sometimes we feel that we are not appreciated for our work. We feel not acknowledged properly for the sacrifice we make for others. Sometimes our society, even the church, tell us that you do not belong, you are not beautiful, and you're not welcome. Of course, we have freedom to respond any ways we want. We can respond with resentment, anger, or frustration. But now in comments this way, he says, you are not what others or even you think about yourself. You're not what you do. You're not what you have, but choose this incredible truth. As a spiritual practice, claim and reclaim your primal identity as beloved daughter or beloved son of a personal creator, he says. In other words, it's not your projection, your accomplishment or beauty that makes us worth. But it's about God who created us in God's image and called us beautiful children and beloved children of God. Howard Thurman was a theologian and civil rights leader who was also dean of Marsh Chapel at Boston University in the 1950s and 1960s. He was also a mentor to Martin Luther King, Jr. In his autobiography, Thurman shares a story about his grandmother. When he was 12 years old, he presented himself to the deacons at his church so that he could be baptized. After some time of questioning and answering, the chairman of the church asked, Howard, why did you come before us? He said, I want to be a Christian. But the chairman said, but you must come before us after you have been converted and have already become a Christian. So don't come back until you can tell us how you are converted first. So he went home and told his grandmother what happened at the church. And she took him by the hand, went back to the church and said, how dare you turn this boy down? He is a Christian and it was long before he came to you today. Maybe you did not understand his words, but shame on you. If you do not know his heart, now you take this boy into the church right now before you close this meeting. You know, being trained and nurtured in the black church in Boston, one thing I learned from the black church tradition is that you don't mess with grandmother. <laughs> So they did. On that Sunday, Thurman was baptized at Halifax River in Florida, surrounded by people who sang, Oh, mourner, mourner, don't you want to go? Oh, mourner, don't you want to go? Oh, mourner, don't you want to go? Let's go down to the river. Hallelujah. You see, the essential meaning of baptism is this. That God embraces us as we are, it calls us God's beloved. When we feel like we are doing everything for jobs and our families and our marriages and our children, our health, but there's still time we feel like we are failing. We feel like it's not enough. No matter how hard we try, we still feel not loved. We do not feel respected for what we have done. All the sacrifices, We have made but the baptism of christ teaches us that god calls us god's beloved not because what we have done but mainly because who god is for us that god loves us as god's children unconditionally and that is why we call it the grace of god the gift that comes to us all not as a result of our works And it's very important for us to hear this message, Jesus' baptism, especially in the beginning of the new year. That Jesus spent his youth with his parents until he turned 30. Later, he set out in his journey, filled with hardships and tribulations. Eventually, he's led to the cross in Jerusalem. But before all that, before all those things, first of all, he came for baptism where he was reminded of his identity, who he was, that he is the beloved of God. So as we begin the new year of 2023, maybe filled with many visions and plans for our families, also ministries for our church, we are aware that there would be many challenges. There will be times when we will be stretched in our perspectives and, and experiences, But the way of Christ does not guarantee a trouble-free road for us. Instead, Christ calls us to be faithful by doing justice, loving kindness, and humbly walking with our God. And the first step for us is to renew our identity that we are beloved of God. And this is what I believe that God is calling us to do in our community today. By meeting our neighbors, serving them, feeding them, clothing them, also healing one another. God wants us to be God's voice for our neighbors and also one another, and we call God's beloved. When people are disinherited, suffer emotionally or physically, feel isolated or denied in their image of God. God wants us to remind them who they are and to whom they belong. You are beloved of God. When we sit at the table with them, with one another, break the bread and hold our hands, we realize that the kingdom of God is right here with us on this earth. So this morning, I'd like to invite you, you to turn to your neighbors who are one another, And please repeat after me. You are beloved by God. No matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, you are beloved children of God. Thanks be to God and God's people say, Amen.